0: Today's Spatular Extremities review will be on the magazine Video's. Hey, welcome back everyone. This is the promised zine review. I veered into politics, that's going to happen for uh, every once in a while, but now we're back. And this is the last episode in which this will be named Spatular Extremities. I've already renamed the podcast Stop Reading That, so I'm going to change the Bitchute channel next, and that'll be tonight just wanted to get that business out of the way first, so if you are listening to this and you stop seeing episodes of Spatular Extremities, look for episodes of Stop Reading That. My Twitter handle is going to continue being at Spatular Gene, so look me up on that and give me a follow. And today's fanzine review is going to be on Vidi Ooze. Now Vidi Ooze first appeared in 1990 out of Alexandria, Virginia, and it was edited and compiled and written by a fellow named Bob Sargent. And as we've seen with a lot of these horror fanzines, though this one is American as opposed to British, there's usually some kind of a specialization because there are just millions of horror fanzines. You know, if I was to combine Horror zines and gay and lesbian zines, I think that I could do a review every day for the rest of my life. I'd probably never run out because there are so many of them and they just keep coming out. I could even stipulate that I am only going to review horror fanzines from before 2000 and gay and lesbian zines from after 2015, and I'd still never run out. There are just a ton of both. But anyway, Viddy Ooze specializes in mostly foreign horror. And while this is not an absolute rule, most of the horror that it reviews is European. I know there are some Mexican reviews. There's a, a, there's a section on Filipino horror in one of the, uh, one of the issues. But mostly it's European. And because most of these are foreign films, well, I'll let Sargent explain. Sargent writes, The focus within these pages will be mainly on the international scene. The reason for this being I find these films much more interesting than the current U.S. product. Unfortunately, releases from the sequel-itis stricken U.S. horror and exploitation market that break any new ground are few and far between, as evidenced by the multiple... Sorry. As evidenced by the multiple exploits of profitable corporate faves like Jason and Freddy. Originality and imagination have, for the most part, long since gone out the window, causing this fan to jump ship in a big way. I suppose the economics of filmmaking are also to blame. Many filmmakers are under contractual agreement to deliver a picture with a certain rating, R for example. Time constraints and budget problems often force them to make cuts to appease the MPAA review board that can and subsequently does seriously compromise the integrity of their films. When an American product comes up against European and Japanese productions working under far more relaxed standards, at least where sex is concerned, it is no small wonder that the results look decidedly prudish in comparison. Occasionally, some prize may slip through the net, forcing me to commit some ink to it. But for the most part, you won't see much coverage of American films here. Why a guide to obscure horror and exploitation on video? Video is the only way you'll see this stuff. That's why. With the U.S. market flooded with so much dreck, why not examine some of the fascinating works from overseas that may be sitting neglected on the shelves of your local video club? You may have had access to some real treasures all along and not even known it. Admittedly, there is a lot of retitling confusion, but videos will try to do its part to help, so, help sort some of this out by listing video retitles along with original titles and review. There is nothing more frustrating than reading about some intriguing movie in a film book and then not be able to locate it on tape, only to later stumble onto it by accident at the video club disguised by another name get it given it given to it by some chuckle-headed video exec there is also the problem of some films being reissued so many times under so many different names that you could end up renting the same film for multiple viewings and i'll skip down a bit and just get to the final paragraph <clears throat> having read quite a few other fanzines i've decided that editing one seems like entirely too much fun not to try my hand at it I have a lot of healthy enthusiasm and experience to offer, and everyone I've invited to contribute has expressed much excitement about the project. Layouts will be as illustrated as possible and designed with arresting resting typography. I want this to be read. Editorially, I promise to strive to present intelligent and provocative writing. So with the aid of a Macintosh computer and countless lunchtime work sessions keystroking this stuff, here's my best shot. I hope you find it worthwhile. Now, I found eight issues of videos, which is about six years' worth of zines. As with most other fanzines, they don't they didn't really come out regularly, and there was no real set schedule. And Sargent clearly has a lot of knowledge of this subject, and he managed to get some really good interviews. He and his co-writers cover a lot of material. There are just a ton of reviews in each issue. There's a particularly interesting piece in issue number eight, which includes a write-up and an interview with Christina Lindberg, who was a Swedish centerfold model who was the star of a really gruesome rape revenge movie called They Call Her One Eye. It sort of sounds like I Spit on Your Grave, but even more violent and even more stylized. In fact, this was a movie that Cinema Sewer recommended. But here's the thing about videos. It, It has these great covers, and it just, it's so promising, and... It looks so clean, and Sargent just really knows his stuff, and it's really well-written. The design is nice. It's just a very clean-looking fanzine. But at the end of it all, it would be really hard for me to recommend videos to anybody who isn't already really into this stuff. You know, when I read something like Boom or something like Yuck or Raw Virus, there is just something that is so infectious about the way it's laid out and the, the, the design and the, just the enthusiasm that goes into the writing. Some of these zines that I review will make you want to get into these subjects even if you're not really into it in the first place. Uh, like highball. Highball is so fun to read that even if you're not really into that stuff, and I'm not, it kind of makes it sound like fun. It makes you want to check it out. And unfortunately, Videos just does not pull that off. I'll give you an example. The very first article in Videos, in the first issue, is an extended article on movies that are set during the Inquisition. Now that's a really interesting topic, and it gives a whole history of the Inquisition, and it gives a history of how certain facets of the Inquisition transferred over into the Protestant countries, and this is fascinating, but it didn't make me want to see any of these movies. And there's nothing inherently wrong with what I'm about to say, but Video's feels like a trade magazine. Like, if you were a specialty video shop back in the 90s, and you dealt either in foreign films or you dealt in horror that's kind of hard to find, this would have been a great resource to have. Because as I said, there is a lot of knowledge in here. There's a lot of very useful information. If you're the kind of person who really loves horror movies and and you either want to read along and say, Oh yeah, I remember that one. Or if you just want to add some stuff to your library and you're not sure what to look for, this would be a great zine to check out. And I can see especially how this would have been a very useful fanzine back in the early 90s when most people didn't have internet in their house. I, I've mentioned that about other zines. The only way some of these movies you could have seen in a theater, like some of the, some of the Lucio Fulci movies, some of the old Hammer movies, there would be the occasional film festival. Uh, we had a few theaters down in Hollywood that showed them. But back in 1990, and especially with Blockbuster taking over everything, a lot of this stuff was just nearly impossible to find. You had to find you had to to know a really good video store to find this kind of thing. And in this way, videos kind of feels like a nostalgia piece that it was never really intended to be. It feels like nostalgia for when you had to find something like this in order to find out other things. And so if you're American and you want to brush up on some really obscure horror, or if you are not American and you want to maybe find your country represented in the horror genre and you don't know where to look, you know give it a look it's definitely not a bad little magazine i uh, i think it's a really it's as i said it's really good it's like it's like hearing a band that plays all of its instruments just right but is missing some little thing that you can't quite put your finger on so that's the review of video's. Just uh you know check it out if you if any of this sounds like it might be up your alley. Remember, spatular extremities is going to be changing to stop reading that tonight. It's already changed on the podcasting. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be updating the BitChute channel. Uh hit subscribe if you're following this on BitChute. And if you're on Twitter, follow me. My uh my handle is at spatulargene. That is at Spatular, G-E-N-E. Send me a link on Twitter if you got any suggestions and you want to to hear something reviewed. I am always in the market for new ideas. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody enjoys your Sunday evening and take care of yourselves. Alright, goodbye.